Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Today, we maliciously comply and get sent home early. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, yet another new manager facing the consequences of their actions story. I'll keep the details as vague as possible because I'm still with this organization. I work for a government department. We have offices and locations all over the state. I'm based out of a city that's about a two and a bit hour train ride to our head office. At the time, I was working in a team that had members working remotely all across the state, looking after policy, process, and quality assurance. Our old manager had gone and gotten himself promoted for being genuinely brilliant at his role. So our new manager Steve was hired in from the glorious world of banking and he was here to whip us lazy public servants into shape. A few days after he began his role, he called us all into a teleconference to inform us he wanted all of us to be at the head office 8am tomorrow morning for an all-day in-person team meeting. He wanted to see us in meet space to size us up, understand what we were doing, and see where we weren't keeping up with the private sector. As I mentioned, due to the nature of the work we were doing, we were all across the state. So, in person, whole team meetings were rare and, if they occurred at all, they were booked weeks in advance. We were all adept at video conferencing long before COVID. Some of us tried to tell our new high flyer manager that almost none of us were in the same city as him, and to be there on such short notice would mean travel expenses, meal allowances, overtime, etc. He didn't seem to care and told us in no uncertain terms to just be at the head office tomorrow at 8am before abruptly hanging up. Now, I should explain something. I'm one of a handful of union delegates in our department. I know our award back to front, specifically the sections dealing with travel, allowances, and overtime. So I engaged malicious compliance mode. If Steve wanted us there, fine, but it'll cost him. So I quickly went about emailing my team what Steve had done by requiring us to be in the head office at 8am and what to do. Because we'd have to travel outside our normal work hours, our workday clock started ticking the moment we left our homes, and only stopped once we got home. Some of our team traveled overnight, they were entitled to overtime to travel, a dinner allowance, and accommodation for the night, and the same returning. As someone traveling in the morning before 7am, I was entitled to a breakfast allowance, lunch allowance, and if I got home after 9pm, a dinner allowance also. So I left my house at 5am to catch the only train that would get me there in time. The train was running slightly behind but I made it in time. So my first 3 hours of my workday down and I'd done no work. After a brief period of us introducing ourselves to Steve, he proceeded to spend the next four hours telling us about all of the things he did at the bank. How he made so much money for them, where they'd sent him as a holiday bonus, how we're all stuck in the past in the public service, the work he'd seen wasn't up to private sector standards, etc. 
He had all the cocksureness of a finance bro who'd always failed upwards because others had picked up his slack. By 3pm, my entire team were into overtime pay territory, and Steve was just warming up with his non-charm offensive. Another three hours go by with Steve verbally patting himself on his back, deeply in love hearing his own voice, but all I hear is cha-ching, cha-ching. Steve decided that 5pm was a good time to finish up. He stopped mid-sentence, looked at his watch, and unceremoniously said, that's all for today, go home now, and walked out. After I and a few others gave a few awkward shrugs to each other, we all packed up and started to make our separate ways home after doing no work all day. I myself got to the train station pretty quickly and saw a train was leaving soon that would get me home around 8pm. Or I could catch the all stations train and get home closer to 9.30pm. You know what, no matter how fast I could run, I just couldn't catch that earlier train. Darn, I'd just have to catch that all stations train and be on the clock for another hour and a half, plus have my dinner paid for. Such rotten luck. I submitted my claims the next day, four and a half hours at double rate, my train tickets, my taxi fares to and from the train station, my breakfast, lunch, and dinner allowances. For me alone, it was close to a $500 expense claim. The rest of my team followed suit and ensured they claimed everything too. Steve tried to fight us on approval for the claims, but quickly learned that unlike in the world of banking, most public servants are union, and we'd raise a living heck if he denied our award-guaranteed allowances. His all-day Steve Fest symposium blew a good $6,000 hole in his budget. Needless to say, while Steve was our manager, he never required us to attend an in-person meeting again. Video conferencing was just fine. He only lasted six months before leaving for new opportunities. He just went back to his old job at the bank. Guess he was the one who couldn't keep up. So very clearly this guy did not understand a thing about how this place worked. If they so much had known that all of these people would have to travel, I mean I think OP said they told them they had to, they should have been able to figure that's a lot of expense for something that could easily have been done video conference in your PJs. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of malicious compliance, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, not going to give me a meal benefit? I'll eat at the office then. Some backstory from a few years back, I was working on healthcare as a HTA nurse, which around here is a nurse which travels around the city area doing health assessments which don't require 112 call, 911 which is reserved for emergency and paramedics who handle those cases. My job was essentially picking up the jobs which do not require immediate response and try to treat the patient either at home or, if not possible, give instruction where they can get treatment for whatever was the ailment at that time. It was a job to assist people so that they wouldn't come to the ER with small injuries or illnesses which can be handled in the regular healthcare center the next working day. Also, other part was to go around and treat patients which had, for example, IV treatments regularly and administer the fluid treatments, drugs, painkillers, ABs, etc. My issue was that I noticed that as we drove around large area from one patient to another, we had to stop for a lunch at some point and that we had to pay lunch from our own pocket, whatever it costed. This is common practice, for example, paramedics. They eat when they can, and usually at some gas station or so. 
Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Somewhere where they currently are and have time to eat. I usually read the contracts pretty carefully, which comes from my previous career as an engineer, where I had to make foolproof contracts and avoid stepping on traps. And our healthcare union had negotiated that if your work requires X amount of traveling, you should be entitled for tax-free meal benefit. I wasn't completely sure about it, if that particular statement would apply for the job I was doing, but I decided to ask stupid questions about it and eventually forced my supervisor to contact the management to get a statement for the issue at hand. From the management, and went to the legal department, and they begun to delve into it and it lasted for weeks, since they couldn't quite deny it outright, but they eventually came to a conclusion that it couldn't be applied to the job which I had. I was a little annoyed at this, but decided not to contest it any more than that, but... Another statement which Union had negotiated for us was that if we have an office or station and social space, where to warm up your meal, microwave, coffee maker, etc., we are entitled to have a lunch break of 30 minutes per day at the regular office where I leave every morning. Just normal thing, which if backed by law as well around here, lunch is holier than holy if one can say so. I mentioned earlier that our area was rather large. So if I was working on northern parts, for example, it could take some two hours driving there, spend four hours with patients around that area, and then drive back to the station in an eight-hour shift. So I agreed with the bosses that I dropped the issue with the meal benefit, and I'll eat at the office instead. And they agreed on this, and I got it in written email that I could do that. So, not every day, but a few times a week, when I was assigned to some faraway area, I jumped into the car, drove there, did maybe one patient call, then I had to hurry up back so I could begin my lunch break, then eat for 30 minutes and drive back to do another patient and drive back. That's an awful lot of driving and wasted time. Eventually I was confronted about this, and I explained that because I can't afford to eat lunch every day, I just have to eat my own cooking at the office, and that as we don't have the meal benefit. I'm practically forced to drive back and forth so that I can have my prescribed by law lunch break. They were dumbfounded at first, but they couldn't squirm out of it at all. Problem was that the common practice had been for god knows how long that paramedics and such just went along and paid their own meals as they never knew better. They had always had the possibility to go back to the station to eat, 
and I'm quite sure that we were all entitled for that meal benefit, since it is prescribed by law and union agreements in a way that, if you can't eat in the regular way at the office, you are entitled for the meal benefit instead. But no one had really contested it earlier, so they were dumbfounded and asked me not to do it in the future, but I responded to that, that are they going to get the meal benefit running for the department or not? Because if they're not going to do it, I am entitled to eat at the station. The discussion went on a while longer on the subject, but eventually they caved in. They arranged the meal benefit for every nurse and paramedic on the job, as they couldn't find a way out otherwise, and couldn't have us driving back and forth and not performing our job. Yeah, it's funny how, like, when laws are in place, they have to follow them. Even if that means, gasp, you might lose a little productivity, or gasp, you might have to pay a little bit. That's just the overhead operating costs of running a business. What sucks is the businesses that realize they have these extra costs, and so what they do is just inflate their prices even more. Gotta offset all the costs and keep the money coming in at an increasing rate, right? This next story is, you wanna send me home? Sounds good. So I was a sarcastic and easily annoyed guy in my 20s and this often didn't help me get along with older or corporate types. I was working at a certain pumpkin-colored big-box home improvement store one spring in the flooring department. It was just starting to get warm out and the store didn't have much AC, so I was looking forward to a magical date where certain employees were allowed to switch their pants for shorts. Problem is that we have a new department manager, I'll call him Richard, who was aggressively chasing a promotion to assistant manager, then store manager. He thought he could accomplish that by being a super by-the-book hard butt and being relentlessly metrics-focused. This translated into a manager who was a know-it-all, micromanaging jerk. Anyway, I'm scheduled to open at 5am one day, on the fabled day of cooler bottom wear, and I walk in all light and airy and bare-legged. Richard, who was overnight manager the previous night, saw me and threw a fit. Why are you out of uniform, he asked. I said, I'm not. I can wear shorts starting today, I proclaimed. Not your position in your department. Who told you that you could, he retorted. The employee handbook and standard operating procedures? I can show you if you don't believe me, I offered. I know the standard operating procedures, and your department doesn't get to wear shorts. That's only garden. Go home and change right now, he demanded, face getting redder from my defiance. Okay, Richard, if that's how you want to play it, I'll be back in an hour, I sighed. Maybe the loss of an hour of pay will teach you something. So I know better. The reason I know better is because I'm one of the weirdos who actually read the entire standard operating procedure document. The employee handbook, which is actually just a subsection of the standard operating procedures, and I really hate being wrong. So I checked the standard operating procedures before doing anything different day to day. In my store, the SOP was like invoking God. If the SOP said so, that won every single argument. So I go home, change into pants, but bring my shorts back to work with me. By now, Richard's shift is over, and I ask the new morning manager on duty, Darren, to meet with me. Why, what's up? I said, oh, it's just a standard operating procedures issue. They say, oh, okay, give me like 10 minutes? So I swung by my desk and printed out several things. One, my latest pay stub that included my official job title and department number. Two, the company directory that listed the department names and their associated numbers. 
3. The standard operating procedures that dealt with when and which departments and employees can wear shorts. 4. The annual email from the regional VP confirming which departments could wear shorts starting when, which also included the line, and this letter is to be posted at the time clock between the dates of so and so. 5. The standard operating procedures detailing the company transportation and mileage reimbursement policy. 6. A Google Maps route that mirrored the route I take to and from work, with the total mileage highlighted. So I meet with Darren and explained what happened and handed him each page in turn as they became relevant. At the end, we agreed that I was right on every single account and asked me what I wanted. One, I want the time. I was turned away before I could clock in, so I want to be paid starting at 5 a.m. Feel free to check the CCTV if you want to confirm when I arrived. Two, I want the mileage because Richard sent me on essentially a company errand with my own vehicle through no fault of my own. Three, I want this letter posted at the clock, like it says it's supposed to be. Four, I want you to talk to Richard about this, because I told him this was the standard operating procedures before he sent me home. Five, I'm changing back into my shorts. They said, all of that sounds more than fair. Get the paperwork for the clock adjustment and mileage to me today and I'll sign it. The letter mysteriously went missing from the time clock the next day but I replaced it every day until I happened to see Richard angrily snatch it off the board and throw it away. I reported that as well, and the letter stopped going missing. He didn't talk to me much, and I was transferred to another department a month later, so all in all, win-win I think. I love that him being by the book meant by his book. This guy was so devoted to trying to stick to his own rules that he basically, I assume, ruined the momentum he was trying to put together. How can you promote somebody that just got reported multiple times and has, like, documented histories of issues? But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.